You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Dom Grimao of The Last Felony, Ion Dissonance, and Cryptopsy. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Hello, 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 and welcome to this episode of the Tone Mob Podcast. You know, this thing's been going a long time. It's been going a while now, and it is astounding to me that I still get to do this. So thank you, because the very fact that you clicked on this and decided that, hey, this is how I want to spend a little time, that is mind-blowing to me. Thank you so much for that, and that helps me immensely. And if you listen to the whole thing... That helps me even more. I can't believe, I can't believe it. I can't believe what this podcast has led me to. And that includes this conversation right here. I can't believe that for the second time, I'm sitting down with Aaron and we are recording it. This is, <laughs> this is absurd. That's not to mention all the other conversations we had off the camera. But this podcast is 100% the reason that these things happen. So Aaron is a brilliant guitarist and musician, and he's just such a cool dude. He is the guy behind the project Intervals, which if you haven't heard before, please go check that out immediately. And once you've done that, you'll probably want to listen to his first appearance on this podcast. Yes, this is his second time. And then into this episode, which is pretty fun. It's really, really fun. But there is a bit of a disclaimer on this one. I am a dum-dum. And I am not used to orchestrating multiple mics in a podcast setting. And, well, you'll hear it in the uh, first 10 minutes or so. I screwed up and, like, wasn't recording myself, but I could hear myself. It was a, it was a whole thing. I won't go into all the details. It's, it's seriously just me being dumb and in a different environment than I'm used to. But I figured it out about 10 to 15 minutes into the episode. And we talk about it. We don't try to hide things on this show. You know, I'll let you know what's going on. Anyway, it's going to sound a little bit weird in the first 10 to 15 minutes, and it's going to be just beautiful audio quality after that. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, a bit of a disclaimer here. And also, this was a GearFest episode, which we talk about as we get into it. So big shout out to Sweetwater for hosting this and making this happen. And yeah, let's get into it. I'm blabbing enough. Let's do it. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes. I'm your host, Blake Wyland, and with me today, I have returning at GearFest. Yes. Aaron Marshall. Very nice. Thanks for having me. Dude. Good to see you. This is a first in so many ways. Yeah? Yeah, because I don't usually do video. I have been doing them here. New. But, but so that's new. Uh, I've never done podcasts in this nice of a room. Rare. You know, that's pretty new. Uh, we've never done an in-person. First time. Yeah. 
And uh, this is the first time that we're like debuting a guitar on here. Yeah. That we're actually going to hear and play. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Dude, this is so cool. Very nice. So appreciate it. We dug into your backstory on the last episode. And if people want to know more about that, they can go listen to that. Yeah, we chatted for a while. We did. We really we really went there. We really did it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it exists in the ether. You can go listen to it. Maybe yep. pause, go do that, come back. Yes, yeah. That's a good move. If you've never if you've never heard of it, either of us, you probably should do that. Yeah, you know? probably. Yeah. Probably. But uh, since we're just going to assume that those watching this are in the loop. Did their homework? Yeah. Yeah. Tell us what we have going on here today. Yeah. Um. So I'm at GearFest because um, I have guitars that are coming out with Schechter. So- sick looking yeah really nice um so i've been working on this for a little while um i received the prototypes um like second day of my headliner last year um in november and since then i've been able to tour them twice now we just finished up a tour with animals as leaders in april nice and um yeah basically these were an idea that now exist in real life, which is cool. <laughs> Specs in an email. Yep. And then here we are. So um, I don't have the seven with me, but there's two models. There's a six and a seven. Um, so this is AM6. And it's the first of uh, numerous guitars that I'll be doing with Schachter. But we started with uh, sort of, I was tasked with, you know, like, what's it, what's it going to be if you have you know, these limitations. So it's like, let's do an import model. Let's start there. And if we're, if we're going to max out on specs for a guitar in this price point, you know, how far can we take it? That's basically the assignment. So, um, this is what we've achieved, which is to, um, basically create a, yeah, like a workhorse six and a workhorse seven that are uh, minimalistic in terms of the amount of materials on the instrument. But we wanted to make sure that some of the um, more important aspects of the instrument were addressed and, um, you know, really rugged and, and, you know, roadworthy, so to speak. So, um, basically what you're looking at is a basswood body with a Wenge neck. I love that neck. Super nice. Really good. Really cozy. And it feels really played the minute you get it also gets better with time because it's slightly porous. Mm -hmm. So it'll, um, absorb your hand. Yes. Pause. Um, (laughs) and, uh, really feels like yours. Yeah. You know, so, um, Wenge neck, ebony fingerboard, basswood body, carbon fiber reinforced neck. So I'm, I am typically used to like a, a roasted maple neck or something like that, that has that sort of torrified stability of being baked or, mm-hmm. you know, kiln treated. So, um, Wenge hasn't let me down in the past. It is quite stable, but for insurance purposes, we've, we've put some carbon fiber in there. Jumbo stainless frets. Mm-hmm. Um, no imitation hardware. This is a real Japanese Goto 510 trem. Ooh, really that's nice. That's why it felt nice. Yes. Um, this is not, there's no compromise here. You mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on the trem. It has to keep the instrument in tune. I think it's pretty important. So, um, also real hip shot tuners, um, which are conveniently placed next to my signature in the band's logo, Ooh. which is cool. So, Ooh. um, Schecter USA custom shop pickups designed by me. Um, which I have not actually uttered the name of yet. Uh, and I, I'm due to do it in, uh, in about 90 minutes or so. So I'll do it here first. Okay. Um, so we have, um, 
what we're calling the solstice bridge pickup and equinox neck pickup. Ah, very cool. So um, basically I, you know, had some requirements for what I'd like to do for pickups for this guitar. And we wanted to make sure that again, just like with the hardware, there's a theme here, which is it's an Indonesian built instrument to maintain a particular price point, but to also make sure that certain appointments are met mm -hmm. and we deliver on some really core aspects of the instrument, all the things that you make the most contact with right. that you need reliability from. So um, we've got uh, what I wouldn't consider to be a high output bridge pickup at all, which I think is, you know, uh, maybe a curveball for some people, but I, I use a, a range of sounds and there's lots of different ways to drive an amp totally. and, to, and to get there in the end. And it doesn't have to start at the front of the chain with a really hot bridge pickup. So it's not cold by any means, but it's around 12K Alnico 4. And we're just south of 9K on the neck pickup Alnico 5. Mm -hmm. So the idea was to have, you know, like a broad mid-range voice in the bridge that's really tight, really delivers and feels really gratifying to play. And then a neck pickup that, you know, kind of has a little bit of cluck and quack on the transient that's almost single coil-ish, but yeah. still, you know, fat and liquidy like you would get from a neck pickup. And as a result with the mismatch magnets, the four and the five, you get really nice split sounds. And uh, yeah, that's, you know, effectively what's gone on here. It's just, you know, three materials, basswood, ebony, Wenge and some really nice pickups, some quality hardware, you know, bolt-on design. And we're not reinventing the wheel. This is a ex pre-existing silhouette. However, first for Schechter would be vintage reverse headstock with no string tree. So you get a little tilt back mm -hmm. on there mm -hmm. and get that reverse six-in-line vibe. So yeah, really happy with it. That's the instrument. The 7 is the same guitar with one inch of additional scale length, so mm -hmm. 20, 26.5. And um, fixed hip shot bridge. No trauma on that. Um, I've just never found it necessary in seven string stuff. Yeah, I get a little more, a little bit more stability that way, and um, just a different finish. And both guitars, uh, both guitars come with Luminlay. Oh, as well. Nice. We really, we really went in. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they're at a deadly price point. So there's more stuff coming, but these rock. And if you're, you know looking for a versatile guitar that can hang and do a lot of stuff. Like that was the whole MO with this. So mm -hmm. anyway, that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. That's awesome. So for those that, uh, don't know, what's the lumen lay? Oh, lumen lay are glowing side dots. F, yeah. Um, which you won't see now because here in the room, they'll just look like some regular side dots. But yeah. when you turn the lights off or when you play on big stages with a crazy light design, mm -hmm. you know, like a, a, a wild show, which we, you know, we carry production and the LD is usually going crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, there'll be entire moments where stage is blacked out where, you know, I have to start a song and I might be like looking for, well, you know, and it's really nice to have mm -hmm. that reference point and they look great. Um, these ones are, you know, the, I think they call them the modern blue or super blue lumen lays. So, cool. Yeah, they're just like really bright, draws your eye to it. And this is enough light to charge them. If you were to turn the lights off in the studio, they'd be glowing. So That's awesome. Yeah, they're That's really so cool. sick. Yeah. So Well, uh, let's hear the guitar. Let's do it. Yeah. So um I'm plugged into a plug and I've never met before. So we just had to whip something up quick here. We didn't know we were gonna do that. I just realized at the last second, I'm like, wait, I do have plugins yeah. on this laptop. Yeah. Let's uh let's listen to this. And thing. I'm opting to not do like the super overdriven, like, you know, tight rhythm thing or high gain lead here because 
you can take my word for it. It does the thing. Right. Um, so I just loaded up like uh, the Friedman and the STL and I've just put some light compression in front of the amp. So it's pretty much just a crunch just so you can hear the guitar. Slightly driven. But what I want to show you is, of course, it has a nice big mid range. But if you split it. Oh, wow. So it'll do that thing too, that's which cool. is really nice. And yeah. that's the sound I spend a lot of time on. So um, yeah, that was a kind of a prerequisite. And it does absolutely have a nice fat mid-range for when, you know, if you turn the tube screamer on or do whatever you need to do to drive, drive an amp further. Um, but I just wanted to kind of showcase that. I think that that's what's really important. You know, of course, it's going to do all the modern rock, prog, metal type stuff. Um, but the in-between stuff is really important to me. You know, edge of breakup tones. <laughs> be able to get that from a dual humbucking guitar. You know? And you can tell, the people watching can tell, but the listeners, that's probably worth noting because that sounded so different. Super different. He didn't do anything. Just to, this. He just, that's all on the guitar. That's right here on the switch, you know? And it's, <laughs> we're not, again, I'm not, this is nothing new. We're not reinventing the wheel. Um, but I've spent enough time with, you know, guitars and pickups to find what works and what doesn't. And, um, being able to deliver that sound in a balanced way that doesn't take your head off is really yeah. important. You know, that that can get pretty gnarly and unruly on you quickly. Yeah. So, you know, again, here's the bridge. And here, it's really balanced. And then if I go here... And the neck... Like I said, has that cluck on the front of the neck pickup. Yep. But and here's bridge. And split. Mm -hmm. Right. And again, you know, I didn't spend much time with this. If if I could really dial it in, uh Actually, I would implore that you guys tune into the feed and watch the Gear Fest feed because I've got my I got my rig with me okay, and I've got sweet. some I got yeah, some yeah. sounds coming. I wish I could have brought it here for you. Um, we should have planned that out, but it's all good. That's okay. No, yeah. I mean, look, hey, you know, the average person at home might actually just plug into their interface and try to get some sounds. That's true. And I actually spent a lot of time, you know, working on this stuff between you know a, a range of the you know neural DSP plugins and things that I'm accustomed to, as well as of course the Fractal gear and everything mm -hmm. that we use live. Um, as well as amps, you know, the amps in my collection, you know, and that's how we got here. So to be honest, this probably sound, this is probably the best guitar sound that's been on the podcast. Oh, ever. well, I mean, dude, I, this is, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I've we had can, some people like play that I not had them, but they just like had a guitar and they like kind of played while they were talking, you know, like just, you know, how the normal show goes. So, mm -hmm. and, uh, here we're like, Oh, no, that, that's going to like sound really nice. It's good. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, I, I don't even really fully understand what it is that I'm getting sound from, but I just <laughs> met it five minutes ago, but. Sounds pretty decent. Yeah. 
Not bad. Yeah, so, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, I'm really satisfied with these. Schechter did a really good job. Um, we will continue to elevate this. I'm already, you know, I already know what's coming next, but we're here oh, to finally... Man. We're here to finally roll these out and they'll be available at the end of August. So. That's super exciting. And, and so are they going to be available at Sweetwater, obviously? Absolutely. But anywhere else? Instructor does direct to consumer. Okay, sweet. So they'll have stuff, um, but I know that Sweetwater is where, that's why we're here. That's so. right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So cool. So how long did this process take? Um, I think it started with a conversation in February of 2021. Okay. And I had the prototypes in November of the same year. I feel like, I feel like, I can't remember if you had put your hands on them when we recorded. I know you talked about it. Mm. But I can't remember if like it actually had happened. Mm. Yeah, I think I think they were still an idea, or or they were they they had been submitted, and I was patiently waiting. <laughs> um, How patiently, really, though? Yeah, not very patient. Mm -hmm. But they, I will say that Schechter's done an amazing job at sort of hacking the game a bit to get them fast because obviously everyone's up against the same crunches in terms of the supply chain and totally. being able to do things quickly. Um, they made some crafty moves to ha make these happen fast. Nice. So I, I know the position that they were in and they did some pretty amazing stuff to make this happen so quickly, um, which is you know ultimately great for me and better for everybody else. Of so, course, yeah. yeah. Really, really happy about this. Very proud to to be here at Sweetwater and uh, showing these off. So, yeah. So did the, um, the color, was that, was that a thing you just like throw a dart at a wall or how did you come up with that? Um, Pantones. Mm -hmm. I actually selected official Pantones. I, I, I kind of went on the site and spent some time looking for something that had the attitude of what I want. I mean, I, I tend to, you know, I, I have a preference. I think I wear that on my sleeve. If you look at most guitars in my collection, there's like sort of a theme going on. Uh, at some point, I need to pick a different direction or else everything on the rack <laughs> is going to be some sort of shade of this, uh, which is fine, though. Um, I like it. Um, and then I actually selected the Pantone for the 7 to to be a, a visual companion to this, the the core guitar. You know, I spend most of my time on the 6. And I actually love the 7. Um, that's why I wish I could have brought one here for you. But it's this really awesome sort of like we're calling it co Cobalt Slate. This is Arctic Jade. And we're mm -hmm. calling the other one co Cobalt Slate, which is like kind of a blue gunmetal gray kind of thing. It's like a, almost like a, like a really complex kind of like pewter periwinkle kind of thing. Yeah. It looks really good, like in a pair, which means you should own them both. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I just, I don't know. We chose Pantones. Um, Colin over at Schechter sent me some, chits like little tiny little bodies that were sprayed with the metallic pantones and they shipped them to me so i could see them visually see them in the sunlight and everything and i saw them together and went go yeah do it go do it they look so sick and we can always evolve and you know, make choices going forward and grow it you know and that's the idea is to improve each time we do the thing so definitely starting here definitely and now we're really doing now it. Now we're really doing it. So it's like, it's, it's microphoneception because it's like, was there a problem? Then the problem got worse and now, now it's better. And now it's better. I can confirm that. I see it. It's All better. Right. Yeah. We're professionals. This is good. Yeah. I do this for a living. Did you know that? I did know that. <laughs> I don't do this. I think I do this. I think. You do, you do a little of this. You do. Um, yeah, I don't do the podcast. No, do not trust me to run that. So what's kind of funny you. is I don't do. I actually don't do it like this ever. No, because you just do audio and you use. 
but and I use a remote program. Yeah, of course. But like, I only have to worry about me. And then as long as I can hear the guests, yeah, it, I know they're being recorded. It tracks, yeah. Yeah. So I and so and when I'm recording music, I'm usually yeah. just it's one track at a time, right? So it's like I can see you're doing the thing. I think so. No, I know you are. <laughs> That's how audio works. That's, when you see it, audio you, works. You see it. It's not what it sounds like. It's yeah. just about what audio looks like. <laughs> yeah, don't worry what this sounds like. It's just about what it looks I like. I mean, it does look awesome. It, yeah, that's kind of Wait, a point. I know I've said that a whole bunch of times. But yeah, it's tasty. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, I have a thing about the, the reverse headstocks. So like, mm. I aesthetically love them. Yeah. But I've never spent any time with them. I feel like I would miss if I wasn't looking at mm. it. It takes a minute to, yeah, figure out. Mm-hmm. And then you got to like reorient yourself. As well, because... Have you uh, always played reverse headstocks? Uh, no, it's a thing that I just... I have had a few guitars in like my, you know, in, in and out of the collection over the years. Mm-hmm. Out? Um, Wait, you sell guitars? Um, things come and go. What? If I... Listen, if I had... If I had them all, <laughs> we, I think I'd be a fire hazard. I don't think so. I, it's not the way I understand it. You I just keep them all? I keep them all. I've only gotten rid of one guitar. I'm afraid of being called a hoarder by my family and my girlfriend. Oh, I got over that a long time ago. I'm oh, fine okay. with it. No, respect to you, then. Yeah, I'm fine with it. It's no, totally I... okay. <laughs> oh, we just had a moment there. You guys, you sell them? <laughs> Sometimes. Sell them? Let them go. What? Actually, there's things, I re- there's things I regret selling, and there's things that you should buy from me, namely this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, not this one. This one. Not this one. Um, yeah. No, I think it's come and go. Yeah. Yeah. Go. That's healthy. Uh, you gotta let some stuff go. I've I've let go of one guitar and I regret it. Your whole life? My whole life. Oh, oh you... no! Excuse me. I did get rid of another one. I don't feel too bad about that one. Wow. I re- I let go of one. I I traded for a bass for my wife because she said she wanted to play bass. That's cute. She didn't want to play bass, as it turns out. And what did you let go in place of the thing? So I let go of this really weird four pickup like Japanese short scale guitar. That sounds fine. It was so cool. Oh yeah. yeah. You like weird stuff. I like weird stuff. I was the pickups were microphonic and I just like, scream into them. And oh stuff. yeah. See yeah. for me I'm like, that's the one I'm letting go. <laughs> <laughs> but it played great. No, that's sick. It had a great short scale guitars are like game genie. Yeah. It was <laughs> they're like they're like like that. Yeah I did. That's great. Yeah. Um it's, it's hacking hacking into the mainframe with that short scale right. guitars. Mm-hmm. Woo yeah, it was Thanks. it was fun, and I, and I just I I should have the reason I regret it is because I only got like two hundred bucks for it, and how much was the base? The base was like three something. So this is not a this is not the crypto podcast you thought you were tuning into. <laughs> this is not how you manage your money, friends. <laughs> no, and so like was I was trying to be responsible. I was like, well, you you have to let some go, right? Uh, and then I did, and now it's gone. Yeah. The other one I did get rid of was, and I still don't regret it, honestly. I'm, this is the only one I don't regret, is uh, I traded a Rickenbacker for a early 70s, like, original orange 212 cab that was, like, in mint condition. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But the the world, the reality that that exists where you are more sad about the weird four pickup microphonic short scale guitar <laughs> and you're okay to let the Ricky go is super confusing in my brain, but <laughs> I'd kill for a cool Ricky. It was, it, that's the thing. It was cool. It was aesthetically beautiful. I want a baritone Ricky. I wish it was a baritone. You uh, know, they do that, right? I don't know, but they yeah, should. Yeah, I've seen them. Do they? 
There's an older one. Yeah, I used to work with a guy. I I used to work in retail. I did, mm-hmm. did at a music store in Toronto for a number of years. And I do recall um, one of the homies at the front counter having a, he was in like a, in like a post-rock, like a do-me kind mm-hmm. of shoegazy type situation. And I remember him having a baritone rig. Oh, and I was that like, sounds Dude, awesome. That thing is sick. Yeah. I probably would have kept it with a baritone. Give me that. I, I liked it. It was a 360. Uh, I got it when the worst store in Portland was closing. And uh, they, they were the only Rickenbacker dealer. And so... Rickenbacker dealers don't even uh, have Rickenbackers. I just almost regretted talking <laughs> smack about Rickenbacker here. But you know, if you walk into a store and you're like, let me get a Ricky, they're like, cool, I'll see you in two years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm only saying that because I used to work retail. And Ricky, you know this. Yeah, you know this. it's true. You know Fix it's true. This. Get Just make guitars for people. <laughs> That's all we ask. Why is the club so exclusive? That's I'll all... buy one now. Right. I'll take money out I'm of my wallet. Water. Yeah. I'll text Josie right now and yeah. I'll say, let me get a Ricky and he'll just tell me I can't have one. I'll text one. him right now. Josie. Josie, let me get a Ricky. We're, we're gonna both going to text Josie right now. No, if you text, text, text Josie and tell him we're live on the podcast. We both want to order a Rickenbacker and let's see what his response is. Hey, Aaron <laughs> this is for and I are live on, on the podcast. And we want to order two Rickenbackers. And then just put ETA, question mark? Yeah, Bockers. ETA? <laughs> I can't wait to, I cannot wait <laughs> yeah. to hear what he says. Yeah, there, we go. there it is, folks. I, 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 really did, I really did send that to Josie's going to love that. Josie Franco at Sweetwater. Hit that's, him up. That's the guy. Mm-hmm. You know how many times Josie saved my life on tour? How many times? Every time everything breaks. Oh. And, and luckily, I don't have to be the one that bothers Josie on tour. It'll be like my guitar tech, John, or my front of house engineer, Chase. We'll just mm-hmm. be like, I see the email come through. I'm CC'd because the card, you know, I got the card info. <laughs> but it's like, Josie, everything's broken. And it's like, nice. You'll see it tomorrow. You're like, oh. And it's always tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Sweetwater. Yeah. And shout out to Josie Franco. Absolutely. So sick. We'll yeah. see if we can get a Rick. I, I'm good. <laughs> Can't wait for that text back. Hey, Aaron and I are live on the podcast and we want to order two Rickenbackers. ETA? He th- he knows this is a bit. He does. He, he does. He's probably looking right now. <laughs> Super good. And then when he when he texts back, I'll be like, oh, except I need a baritone. Yeah, it has to be a baritone. Mm-hmm. Has to be a baritone 12 string. Baritone 12 string. Uh, Three pickup stereo output mm-hmm. with the two jacks. Yes. Because one is not enough. Yes, that's what that 360 I had did. It was a it was a stereo. Album. Yeah, I know a thing or two yeah. about a Ricky. Yeah. I never owned one before, but I know about him. Actually, my guitar tech at home uh, and uh, overall guru and confidant, Rod, Rob Capoletto in mm-hmm. Toronto, amazing guitar player. He uh, recently acquired a Ricky, which is very unlike him. And he's been really enjoying it. And he's been gigging with a stereo pair a Vox AC 15s and a Rickenbacker. Yeah. Sick rig. That nice. sounds amazing. You know, when I had my Rickenbacker, I wish I, I did not know about the baritone. Now this I'm podcast gonna... is brought to you by Rickenbacker, yeah. by the way. <laughs> Sorry, Schechter. <laughs> Schechter, that's your next signature. It's like yeah. a Rickenbacker the, baritone. The Schechtenbacher. The Schechtenbacher. Well, that'd be sick. Maybe yeah. a hybrid. Woo. Be... Rick Dan Schechter. Uh-huh. Bar- just matter. No, okay. We can't maybe <laughs> cancel. Um, sorry. Twitter, Twitter's gonna get you. Oh boy! No, that's what I'm here for. Yes, of course. Good stuff. But I always had it tuned down. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always tuned down, and I always played it with lots of gain, lots of fuzz. That nice. was. I was like, I thought I was gonna do like 
Beatles stuff. I was going to say that's the assignment, but then the Beatles exist. <laughs> yeah. That's literally the thought I was just had. We're very much on a wavelength today. Yes. Good. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. The Beatles. That's why. And that's why I got it. I was like, it's the Beatles guitar. No, nah, yeah. they're cool, man. There's a, I have room in my collection for a Ricky. Yeah. That's why I sold the other stuff. You see? Oh. What'd you sell? What's the most recent thing you sold? Um, what is the most recent guitar that I would have sold? Um, you know what? I bought a an American Ultra, yeah, like a Fender on a Lark at the top of the pandemic, mm-hmm. just because I was like, I just want to see if I'm vibing again. I found one that I liked, but not enough to keep it. Mm. And I love me a good Fender. Yeah, there is room in the collection for some nice Fenders. Of course, there's always room for a Fender. Yeah, like a classic one, like other, you know, like a, a legit vintage or a custom shop. I mean, that's just a staple. Yeah, but um, no, I let I let them. I'll let that one go. Anyway. You're more of a Strat guy or you, you like other Well, at heart, I love an HSS Strat. Yeah. That's, that's well, actually my... And and I got a nice one coming from the Schecter USA Coast. Oh, a traditional, really nice. Um, Daphne Blue with a tortoiseshell guard. Oh, I love Daphne Blue. Yeah, with the torque guard though. Yeah. And uh, and uh, like a aged chrome humbucker or aged nickel humbucker mm-hmm. and two cream singles. Oh. You can yeah. picture it. It's like yeah. your grandma's couch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I like the sound Roast of Roasted maple neck. Um, I chickened out on the rosewood board. Oh? Um, because I really want to actually be able to play it live. And not that that's a deal breaker, but I'm a, I definitely like ebony. So I asked for a piece of ebony with some color in it. So okay. it has the same aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I asked for Lumen Lay on it. And uh, they actually just did a run of them, and that was it's sort of the uh, reference point for that guitar. I, I saw one, and I, I hit my rep, and I was just like, oh, I need that. That's yeah. so nice. But yeah, solid saddles, aged hardware, though, mm-hmm. and no vintage tuners, a robust modern-style tuner. Mm-hmm. So like some modern appointments. That's actually where my head's at lately. Like I love a modern guitar, don't get me wrong. But vintage aesthetic with modern appointments. Yeah. So the things that you can't necessarily see, it's the things you touch are modern. Mm -hmm. Everything else looks vintage. Something about that gets me fired up. So yeah, yeah, Lumen Lay with the Daphne Blue, Torque Guard, Cream Singles, aged hardware overall, Jack on the side. Mm -hmm. This thing in the front, what is that? (laughs) Old school stuff. Boomer. (laughs) Boomer level output jack. And it's an output jack, by the way. It's not an input jack. You're right. It's an output jack. It's an output jack. Everyone needs to calm down on the input jack. Who's who's sending signal into the guitar? That's a I see it all the time. It grinds my gears. I it's think like the, I, the trem vibe. Yeah. Vibrato, tremolo, uh-huh. how they're backwards. Right. You know, it's it, an output jack. Yeah. Let's just set the record straight. It is an output jack. And I'm still probably gonna call it an, an input, input jack. jack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm inputting this I'm Putting it put the in cable, but the, the cable. signal goes I, out. I know the signal goes out. The signal goes I out. I never thought about it, to be honest. But you're it's an out. input jack on your amp. It is. It's an output jack on your guitar. Signal only moves in one direction. Time is linear. Time is a social construct that I don't adhere so to. So is signal. <laughs> <laughs> no, signal is math. Signal path. <laughs> nah, signal. No, nah, signal, signal path, like signal order, like like chain order, pedal flow. Yeah. Is completely canceled. That just goes. You could just go in any, it's oh, like reverb into distortion all day for me. See, I'm learning. I'm learning. Yeah. Reverb, reverb pre fuzz. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. bold. It's not my vibe. Um, I'm more, That's I'm because you're very precise. No, I'm, at I'm the very fr- sloppy. I'm at the front so. of the chain spinning my wheels on whether or not overdrive comes before or after compression. I'm still, 
I'm oh. still on that side of the chain. I, yeah, see, because I play with so much dirt or I put reverb in front of my dirt sometimes. That's wild. I don't really need a compression. Yeah. That's just, there's no point. I mean, plus, I'm just like, bah, we do love her. I need, uh, you know, it's all just a nonsensical mess. I so. need both. And I'm still trying to figure out what makes the most sense. I'm still in, uh, I'm still the comp pre-drive guy. Makes sense. However, I have so many nice boutique drives that I love the way the front end of the pedal feels. Like, I love how the drive feels. And sometimes I am like, oh, the comp should come after that. Because, you know. Yeah. yeah. But it lifts the noise floor. It does. So, I'm always spinning my wheels on that. But I'll still, I'll hypothesize this and lose sleep over it and then still not change it. I'll be worried about whether, (laughs) I'll be worried whether or not overdrive comes before or after compression and then just still run it first. Comp first. I uh this got really nerdy. This, this is what you tuned this in. This is for. this is why you're here. Yeah. This is why <laughs> you're all here. Trust me. Nice. The first uh, you know, the first 10 12 minutes is Okay, no no, let me get the um I have two questions. Okay. Um but uh, but I already know that the answers are out the window with you because you'll do you'll do reverb into fuzz. So you have no morals. Nice. I don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh delay pre-reverb or reverb pre-delay? Yes. Oh, nice. Good uh-huh. answer. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Yeah. Um, what I do, so like a common signal path for me when I'm doing my own music is like, I, I don't think of it in in and out terms necessarily. Yeah. So I, I make a stereo delay usually, sometimes stereo reverb, but usually stereo delay. Blast? The center. It's the heart <sighs> is, is what I call it. I'm stressed out. Yeah. So So I got a stereo <laughs> delay and that's the center. Okay. And so usually there'll be like a kind of a more traditional dirt chain, something like overdrive distortion fuzz, you know, in before the, before that. Yeah. Yeah. Usually Uh, a high gain distortion oftentimes is all I really am running right there. Cool. But preferably something that, that does work well dynamically. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it could be, or it could be a really high gain overdrive, you know, that works too. Mm -hmm. And so I'll run into the delay pedal. And out from the delay is where it gets, that's where it gets wild. And each side's doing different things. Yep. Wow. Yep. So one side may be, let's see, like one side may be into another distortion and a reverb and modulation. The other side, then the other side could be going into something like the hologram microcosm. And then, you know, and then, you know, yeah. a reverb. I do know about that. Dude. <laughs> Probably one of my favorite pedals in the last five years. Oh, easily, it's one of my favorite pedals. That and the and the the preamp mark too. Mm, yes, those are like the two like gotta have them. That and um, uh, Yuna, Yuna. You like the Yuna? I haven't played with one. It's yet. The least gratifying pedal you'll use because it does <laughs> like to anyone who doesn't know what they're listening for. Like what? Mm-hmm. You, you that's how much. Um, but yeah, shout out to twenty nine pedals. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Yuna is a must in the amp rack now I won't plug into anything that doesn't have that at the front and I got WAMP too oh you did yeah mm-hmm. and it's uh, that one I find to be that could be optional yeah Um, but I really like what's going on with those at the front and back of the chain okay two more questions Um, cold overdrive first in your in your series of dirts, does the... By the way, I like this term. I've never heard it referred to as... You referred to your pickup as not cold, but I knew what you meant. Everyone says shit's hot. Is, <laughs> is it cold? It gets cold. Colder yeah. overdrive first or last? Uh, first, usually. 
Interesting. Yeah. I got so I got into pedal stacking. Yeah. During the pandemic, like a lot of rabbit holes. It's a good thing to get into. And then you learn that the the cold one comes last. Sometimes for head for headroom. Uh, it's mid bump and a lift at the end because so, you can, if you if you're too hot first, there's nowhere to go. So I like it. I like the cold one first because it usually the lower gain overdrives that I play, like a Mad Professor, uh, Sweet Honey. Or a Greer light speed. I knew the light speed was coming. Yeah, yeah. I need to get one. Oh, they're tremendous. Cool, right? Yep. Uh, those just are so interactive and great. Yeah, you want it first. You want it first. You want to play with it. Yeah. You want to you want to mess with your volume and okay. and see what it does. And that's why I like those first. Okay, modulation pre or post dirt. Yes. Oh, nice. Uh huh. So the thing that introduced me Make to that spin. was the Keeley Loomer. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, because you can change the order. On you can the change the order, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder." I what have that the, like. the 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 prism, the dark side, mm -hmm. or whatever. Dark side, yeah, yeah. And that one lets you do it. Yeah, that's a cool pedal. And so that was my first introduction to putting reverb before dirt too. Mm -hmm. I did that. Was like, and all of a sudden, mm -hmm. I was like, I am on a different planet now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't spend as much time with that stuff in front, so that's why I, I hypothesize these things. But um, pretty, I'm pretty, st it's still pretty traditional with the what's going on in front of the amp. Um, but I've definitely been on some like post, post amp is like, um, at least 15 to 20% stereo chorus. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, normalized chorus being cool again, by the way. Can we, I have, I have. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Cause it is, it is. And it's fine to put on dirt. Maybe, maybe a little kitschy in the front, like before the amp, if you, if you don't dial it right, but like. After the amp also can be a little too much, I think, but like 15, 20% just gives you that thing. And if I can get close to any like semblance of that Van Halen <laughs> width, and I'll do it to one of two ways, just like static pitch detune. Like yeah. if I'm in the fractal, I'll do like 15% blend on the pitch block where the left, it's like, you know, you have your signal up the middle and then the one voice is pan left, pan right on the other side and then you go like minus eight plus eight yep just like a little bit mm -hmm. is cool and then i'll do stereo chorus with like a slow rate but just like 20 percent. yeah that's pre delay pre reverb however i've been told it should go delay chorus reverb which is fun that yeah is fun. so um these are the things that keep me awake these are the things we talk about you know these are the things we we dream about yeah that's weird mm -hmm. but it's a thing so this is yeah this is productive hopefully we're you know Hopefully we're speaking right yeah. to the to the soul for some of the people out there because <laughs> for sure I do spend time on on things like this. So, mm -hmm. so I know we both have the uh, big year Albi. Speaking of oh yeah, Albi rocks. Yeah, Albi's cool. It's it's interesting. Like I I like minimal things that do the thinking for me. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm gonna you know like uh, I love you know like the Walrus Julia, but if I can just grab the Dimension C. I'm going for that because it does all push the, the button. Yeah, you push the button. Mm -hmm. Now, if I want the blend thing, I'm out to lunch on the blend. But if I want, you know, control, I'll reach for a different pedal. Albi does the thinking for you. Yes. In fact, you're not even allowed to think about what's happening. You're not even allowed to know exactly what that's it is. That's what I mean. It's just combinations <laughs> of things. Yeah. Um, Grant makes cool stuff. Eh? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, really enjoy that pedal. I'm partial, partial to the slice of pie. Ah. So you you got to do a commercial now. I got to do a commercial. You got to ah. check out the slice of pie. There get, you go. Your, get yourself some fuzz, and then put your reverb in front of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like 
It's not my thing, but that's kind of that like my bloody Valentine sort of sound, right? That like exploding reverb thing, like yeah, kind of yeah, you're, yeah, that's your thing. Yeah. Speaking cool. of exploding reverb, we're both late. Oh yeah, by <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. By how much? Uh, six four minutes. Oh no, I'm chill. They told me that it's not a huge rush for me, but you're late. I'm late, but it's also not a huge rush for me. It's been a really relaxed uh, gear fest. Yeah, I like this. I like this whole vibe. I really do. Yeah, it's been good. Hopefully, this was productive for people. Then I think so. I I think uh, I think we did pretty good. I want to do a little bit longer, but totally your call. Let's give him another five. Let's do sure. another, Let's give him another five. I'm minutes. hanging. So on that note, yep. On that note, on your travels, yep. This is one thing that we haven't really talked about. I don't think we may have touched on it on your Patreon episode, but I don't remember. Mm. So uh, we're gonna t- touch on it now. Sure. What do you think about aliens? Oh, they're real. Yeah. You've, yeah. You've seen them? Uh, I don't know that I've seen them. Okay. Maybe maybe, maybe more paranormal. All right. Okay. Situations. Maybe we will do more than five minutes. What's, yeah. uh, tell me, what's your paranormal experience? I got to hear this. Got a couple. I'm ready. Um, I am buckled in. <laughs> um, I'll start with a Portland what? Paranormal. Okay. Bossa Nova Ballroom. I've heard of the place, but I've never oh, been. Oh, you've never been? I've never been. Yeah, it's pretty common for for shows in the, I mean, what is it? Is it 500 or 600 cap? I think so, yeah. Done a few times. Did it with the contortionist. Also did it on my Shape of Color headliner with plenty and stuff. Um, Portland needs to figure out how to not divide the room down the middle, though, for all ages drinking. Like, you have, like, the kids are over here, and then there's a barricade that splits the room down the middle. I and hate that. Yeah, that's a, a uniquely Oregon situation. Is it really? Yeah, I've never seen it done like that. I see X's on the hands, or some people can drink, other people can't. They literally part the room. I didn't know that so was one an section Oregon has thing. no access to the bar. Kind well, of nanny states. And I'm from Canada. <laughs> we got crazy rules. Anyway. Um... Anyway, that turn, took a turn fast. We're talking about paranormal Canadian government. Anyway, um, no, so, um, okay. I I didn't have a, like a, a personal experience there, but I was being told by the dude at the Bossa Nova that he just like has a relationship with an entity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In, that, in that space. And it's very much a haunted space. Go to a show at the Bossa Nova just to check it out. I might just try to hit him up, see if I can go in there with, camera and ghost detecting oh, equipment. Yeah. Maybe the same guys working there. I don't even know. I don't have any ghost detecting equipment. But um, I'll find some. So That's water. I just wanted to... Yeah, so it's not a personal experience on that one, but I do have something like in my mind that makes me think Boston Nova Ballroom Portland. So I figured mm-hmm. I'd share that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, no, actual paranormal experience. Um, my first time at the Rave in Milwaukee, the Eagles Club, which is like a really big old building where it's like a multi-tiered venue. It's directly across the road from the Ambassador Hotel. Okay. The famous Jeffrey Dahmer oh, Ambassador Hotel. Yeah. Super, right. super dark history there. Crazy. Played there a number of times. Um, but my first time there was with... Uh, it's like one of the early intervals U.S. runs, and it was with Misery Signals and the Color Morale. Really strange tour, but very fun. Um, and we got a tour of the... Uh, uh, there's like an underground swimming pool. Okay. 
empty swimming pool with oh, like a creepy. crazy boiler room and a chair you're not supposed to touch. And what? Whack stuff. A down chair there. you're not supposed to touch. Yeah, if you go in the boiler room, like they just tell you, don't fucking touch anything. Don't don't touch the chair in the middle of the room. Like Why is I was there a told, chair in the middle of the room. I don't know. And there's all kinds of weird stuff. Like the swimming pool is empty. A lot of if you look it up, you'll see like band promos in this place. Like people, everyone goes in there. But uh, we were told we weren't supposed to. Okay. And, but uh, somebody did. They took us down there, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I kind of got this idea on stage to like tempt, you know, whatever you in called the room. it out. And I did call it out, and I had the actually had the crowd say, "One, two, three, four, ghosts," and then we lost power to the stage. Oh. And I didn't believe it has to be a coincidence. Or so, did, I, would, I would immediately be like, oh, they're messing with me. So that's 2013. Yeah. yeah. 2016 at Mr. Small's just outside Pittsburgh mm -hmm. on tour with animals. It's like in an old converted church. Mm -hmm. So I did the same rendition. Lost power. Whoa. Yeah. So. This is not any of your guys messing with you. No, I didn't. I didn't even have like a full tilt crew. Huh. Uh, at that point to do it. I had a front of house engineer, but how'd my wireless just die? Right. Right. Yeah. That's, Everything just. So are you gonna are you gonna call the ghosts out again? Are you just gonna? Because it pick, could get worse. I'll pick a moment. Yeah. I'll pick a moment somewhere. But yeah, I've done that twice now, and both resulted in me losing signal and ultimately power. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. I'm not messing with the ghosts. You know. Um. Other paranormal things. I mean, I certainly believe it's it's possible. That doesn't sound too coincidental. To have the same uh, the same result twice, right? Off the same gag, they, they just don't find me funny. I guess. Are they, are they like you know, <laughs> yeah. kill his power, get him out of here. You know. Yeah. Um, at the very first interval show, I had the crowd chant one, two, three, fuck logic, <laughs> because my, it was pre, it was pre. Uh, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with logic. It was just I had like my old personal laptop and it had a spinning <laughs> disk drive in it. And a sub, my own sub drop took the laptop out just from like rat rumbling <laughs> right. the disk drive. Yeah. And then while we were like waiting for it to come back online, I had the crowd chant that. So I have a, I have a bad uh, track record of having instigating the crowd and then it leading to things. But you got to learn your lesson. No, that was the first time. And then I, yeah, twice now with the ghosts. But anyway, yeah, paranormal, yes. Um, extraterrestrial i certainly believe it i don't know that i've seen anything do you believe that they were being visited though um i certainly believe that there's intelligent life elsewhere it seems actually stupid i believe that, that i yeah. don't know about this like i think it's more likely that the stuff people are seeing is the stuff that like highly advanced military entities aren't telling us about. I, I agree. I think it's yeah. our own stuff. I think so too. I don't think it's actually, you know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's a cliche thing that I've said a million times and it, I'm not the first person to have thought this, but it's like, yeah, the, the Blackbird was revealed in like the, what, the late 80s or something. Yeah. Like, that was around for a while. Yeah. Like, that, they, they didn't just show everybody the moment it was no that made. tech has to be yeah there we're already ahead on some stuff it's just things are getting you know clocked by cameras and cell phones and i feel like especially like the stuff that yeah the, the tom DeLong revelations uh, that have came out recently i feel like that stuff is uh this is getting a little bit of tinfoil hatty but like that feels like they're preparing us you know 
Ooh, interesting take. You know what I mean? Like, it's just enough. Tom, Tom got chosen to be the guy. Eh? Well, I don't know about that, but the people that he, because he had like, for yeah. some reason he had that insider info. I'm following along. I yeah. know what's going on with that. Yep. And and I think that the, that the government is feeding us to us slowly until we we can accept whatever the new tech is. Yeah, I mean, I also think that stuff we would, is so crazy, right? I, here's a, here's my take on that. I think we're ready to accept it, and in fact, now's the moment to use it as the ultimate distraction from the stuff that's actually going on that <laughs> should concern you. <laughs> do, 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 oh, you do, think do, gas do, prices do, 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 are high? Look at this thing. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, don't even run on gas. Yeah, doesn't use gasoline at all. Doesn't even use fossil fuels. See, that's pay attention. Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. you want it? You you want to go ooh shiny? Just start teaching us about things that don't even run on gas. Yep, anti gravity machines. We'll stop. We'll stop moaning about paying at the pump. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you might be onto something. I think so. Um, I don't know. I mean, I I. Uh, I have some, I have some theories and some hypotheses, but yeah. um, I don't know that I spend a lot of time on the extraterrestrial stuff or the paranormal. I just believe that there's no way they're both not possible. Right. I think there are there. There's. I think there's rhyme and reason for all of it. I think the universe is is really interesting. I was just in the um, you the the I think they call it the gear exchange here, the used department in the retail. Thing. Okay. Yeah. And there's three of the same base, hmm. and. The guy there yesterday was like, here's how I know we're living in a simulation. Those three bases are all identical and they all came in one day apart from each other on trades. What? There's three bases that are all identical and they came in from different people, but the same base came in three days in a row. I don't... And he's like, here's how I know we're living in a simulation. Look I, at this. I, I, uh, Carbon copy. I'm like, I'm like, you know, whether mm, that's actually it or it, not... That sounds like just, a glitch, right? It's a it's glitch. A, yeah, that or it's just like, um, you know, round, the round robin effect is just not so perfect. It just served up the same parameter three <laughs> times in a row, right? It's like, you know, I don't know. I mean, you just heard me play guitar through a laptop, so. That's true. You and know, it sounded like, like a guitar. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still here. You know, how is that possible? How is that possible? It's both extraterrestrial and paranormal. That's wild. That's good stuff. We'll hang it up there, I think. I think that's a great place to hang it up. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm starving, so let's do that. All right. You got something to do. I got to go hang out at ESP, see what they got. Oh, nice. Yeah. They had some sweet looking guitars there, so. I'm going to go show Marshall my badge and, and either try to convince a rep that I'm family or because mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds like a fun bit or uh, just see if that's the icebreaker on a JCM like, 800. Oh, yeah. I remember when Grandpa James came up with this, you know. Ah, I miss him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish people asked me. You got to get a single get tier. a single tier. Single tier. Tattooed. Yeah. Oh. I look like, I, look like, I'm a, like I'm up to no good. Anyway, <laughs> we're off the rails. We never were on it, to be no, honest. That's right. Yep. Thanks for watching. Dude. So good. Thanks for coming by. Thank you, bro. Yep. Thank you. Good stuff. For Aaron, this is Blake. And as always, folks, good luck and good tones. See ya. All right. There you have it. There you have it. Please, 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 please. Go check out Aaron's music. Go check out Intervals. You're going to be glad you did. You you love guitars. That's probably why you clicked on this podcast in the first place. If you don't like Intervals, 
I'll eat my hat. No, I won't. I actually won't eat my hat. I love my hat and I will not eat it. But you should go listen to Intervals anyway, because if you don't, you're a dingus. There, I said it. I said it out loud. I definitely did. And guess what? If you're hearing this on the main podcast feed, you're hearing it late. The patrons already heard this episode. So if you would like to get extra bonus content, you got to go to Patreon, baby. You got to go there. It's just five bucks a month and you can get extra episodes beamed straight to your ears every week. Yeah, you thought I was going to say month right there, didn't you? No, every week you're going to get a bunch of bonus content, and there is so much bonus content back there. Some of the best episodes are back behind that paywall, and I hate to do it, but that's the only way I keep the lights on. Quite literally, the patrons pay the light bill. They keep the electricity flowing into the shred shed. That's the only way I get to do this. So if you can help, I would really appreciate that. And if you can't, I also understand that. Please send this to a friend. Tell somebody about it. Talk to your mom about it. Every download helps. Please tell everybody that you can. I, You know what? Here's a little story. I had a friend of mine. I have a friend of mine. His name's Eddie. And he recently kind of like forced me to listen to a podcast. And uh, I wasn't like, you know, tied down and waterboarded into it or anything. But he was like, you got to listen to this. And he pulled up some, some clips. And you know what? Now that's one of my favorite podcasts. So shout out, Eddie. Shout out, Dudesy. And uh, shout out uh, anyone who has done that to their fellow friends. So please, 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 please. Share this with somebody. And uh, if you would like to get involved in more Tone Mobbery, we have the Discord, we have the Facebook group, and we have the text chat. The text chat's the most fun for me. So look in the show notes for that. You can find that phone number. You can text me directly. And it is still literally me, only me. Nobody else is involved in that. And I can't tell you how much fun that is for me. So anyway, I'm rambling. I'm very, very tired. I am up too late yet again, but hey, here we are. All right. Talk to you on the internet. Bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things. And by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is tonemob.com slash stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. 
If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.